Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee. Your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country, giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Mary Lee. Welcome, everybody, to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Mary Lee. Today, I'm welcoming Missy Grone. She is a world traveler and network marketing uh, marketer extraordinaire. Miss Grony is an adventurer at heart. She loves to travel the world, meet new people, experiencing various lifestyles and food and challenges. Her spirit goes with the wind and allows her to enjoy jobs from all kinds of things, from sailboat bum to school teacher and adventure guide. She's been a voiceover artist and a filmmaker, a laser consultant, and uh and last but not least, a network marketer extraordinaire. So I'm I'm really excited to bring her on and, and hear what she has to to share. Missy, are you there? I am here, Marilee. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. Yes, and, and what a wonderful, is, you know, wonderful privilege to have this with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm really enjoying every single conversation, you know, with our co-authors. Um, what a wonderful group of people we have. Uh, I don't know uh, how many stories you've written and read in this book yet, but each one that I get to read, I'm just like, wow, it just brings us all so much closer. You well, are definitely <laughs> like a family. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I was reading your story, The Hike and the Adventure, uh, and you had some key words in here. I was like, yes, exactly. It was, it was resonating with my own chapter because um, you were talking about uh, excitement and passion and how important that is, you know, for what we do. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I think that's Absolutely. one of the, the – yeah, why, explain why that's so important. Well, first of all, I, and I can't remember if I put it in the chapter, but I am a person who has and always will be to the tune of my own drummer. And so to me, to be able to stimulate myself and stimulate others, you have to have that excitement that we were all born with. And somewhere Mm -hmm. down the road, we all grew up and we all lost our uh, joie de vie. And I can't that. So I'm one of these people who will break out laughing in the middle of a television commercial that everybody looks at me and, why are you laughing at that? But it just tickled my fancy. When I go hiking, mm-hmm. the level of excitement when I see a fox for the 600 millionth time. When I was a mountain guide in the Canadian Rockies, I never lost my excitement for every piece of wildlife, every animal I saw, the moose, the elk, the grizzly bears, the black bears. I even took a ton of camera equipment and traipsed through the woods with this heavy camera equipment, going through marshes and bogs and under scrub brush in the Canadian Rockies just to get pictures of a mountain goat hanging off a cliff. And so looking at everything, yeah, and you look at everything through the eyes of a child, not that we have to be childish, but you look at it through the eyes of a child and the amazement. And a lot of times, I especially found when I'm guiding or, well, I still guide, um, people, I don't care how grumpy they are, the minute they are with me, I can watch them transform from grumpy puss to this person of, oh, wow, look at this leaf, look at this orange salamander, look at this, look at this. And they become so excited, they can't wait to show me their new find. And Mm -hmm. so you can carry that through with your life and with your business. What is your new find? What is your new adventure in your life? So Mm -hmm. that was kind of a long answer to a short question, but 
Yeah, but it sounds like what, what you're, yeah, what you're saying is to have that um, that childlike interest to to be able to explore your world and not take it advantage. I mean, not or not take it for granted because you're, you know, um, trying to just get along in the world. You know, you're literally slowing Absolutely. down and yeah, and taking it in, and then your enthusiasm and wonder is contagious. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, <laughs> You know, that's a common thread. When I was just talking to Joel Salcida, and he was basically saying the same thing. And I'm feeling like this is going to be a trend with all of the the entrepreneurs that I that I interview. It's it's something that is so mandatory. You've got to have that enthusiasm and passion for this experience we call life. Uh-huh. I mean, you certainly have. You certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> so are you yeah well, I mean so would you I attribute that that go ahead I'm sorry no go ahead I like your next question I was going to say would you attribute that to your success I mean what gets you to all the different um, positions that you've had well absolutely that because every single time something new has come up I can sit there and quake in my boots and think ruh row, I'm being offered that I don't know how to do that or um, such as in network marketing a whole new concept of wow can I do that and it's being offered to me and so everything that comes my way even though I'm scared and I don't know how to do it then you look over at the excitement it's like yeah I can do that I can do that Mm -hmm. and you carry that excitement in there no matter what it is that you're about ready to face, I don't care if it's that job interview you're going for to work for, you know, Mr. Whomever. Um, carry that excitement in, and it's going to carry over to whatever you're doing, be it the job interview, be it starting a new career on your own as an entrepreneur, um, in the job that you already have. Uh, what can you do to make everyone around you happy and excited? And so... Um, and it kind of goes along with several of the other things in my chapter, how to um, overcome those things with literally giggling and laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, it's so true. The, the idea of being lighthearted and being able to laugh, finding humor in your surroundings is so healthy. Uh, the sound of laughing you know, is the same sound of, of like an ohm. And on, uh, David Horowitz on the um, 528, I don't know if you read that book, but, you know, that ha, 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 what you're, what you're talking about, that ability to laugh puts out this vibration in the world that actually responds to you and brings you um, your desire, you know, what it is that, that your heart is calling for. And if you do, mm-hmm. that's why the world belongs to the children. You know, to be like children, you know, have that sense of wonder. And through your whole chapter, that's basically what you're telling people to do is to be childlike in your perspective, in your endeavors. And, um, you know, it's funny that um, Joelle said the same thing. He says, I don't want to grow up because you got (laughs) to be like a child. (laughs) Be young at heart. Yes. Explore. Yes. And yeah. And you're okay. So in your chapter, you're talking about keywords. One of your keywords was, um, you know, the love of excitement, the love mm-hmm. of excitement, you know, describe that. You know, that's interesting because um, if you think about it, when we all start to sour or get afraid um, what have you, we forget about that word excitement. And I think that that was probably the first one I had in there. We forget about that. And the love of being excited, the love of seeing something new or doing something new for the first time. Now, we can all become excited for Christmas. We can become excited you're going to see that best friend that you haven't seen in 35 years. We can become excited because we're going to have a trip coming down the road. But those sometimes can be fleeting excitements because when that event is over, then we crash and we become depressed. But if you can have a love of being excited every single day when you get up in the morning, then 
um, you, you get up and you say, wow, I'm alive today. What adventure can I have today? I don't care if you're going to take this. Well, in my case, I live in New York City, take the same subway. Or, um, But if I go to the gym, who am I going to meet today? What kind of fun are we going to have in the class today? What can I find? So when you love being excited, then it becomes a habit. And I was actually just reading today about people who make their New Year's resolutions. I think I was reading an old magazine, but make their New Year's resolutions. And within a month, they've lost it because they've lost the excitement. They've lost the passion for doing what they were going to do. And so when you can make an excitement a habit, and then make it, I love being excited, that becomes your habit. You don't even have to think about it anymore. And uh, you can go to work. You can walk down the street. I love making eye contact with New Yorkers. They're like, what? What are you doing? Or smile, laugh. I wave at all the doormen and give them big smiles. Mm -hmm. I don't know these people from Boo. And yet they all kind of stand outside now waiting for my smile. So Mm -hmm. you have to love because if I love it, even if I feel grumpy that day, by the time I have gotten to my destination, if I have smiled, laughed, or giggled at least once or twice before I get there, that grumpy's gone. Right, right. And that's that's that whole adventure spirit. You wake up going, mm-hmm. what am I going to experience in the world? Where, you know, a lot of people will have the opposite and dread it. You know, they're hitting that snooze, hitting that snooze, and same old day, and Nothing changes, and they're locked into, you know, their routine, and mm-hmm. they, they really don't clean out. It's like, how do you get out and and then, you know, incorporate this whole adventure type spirit? How do you do it? You know, there are lots of ways depending on where someone lives. One of the things that I like to do is get the paper or get um, a magazine. I know they have it here in New York, but they also have it in a lot of other small towns that I've gone in where they have the weekly or monthly magazine with all kinds of activities going on in and around the town. And you look Mm -hmm. at one and go, oh, well, wouldn't that be fun? Or you can join meetup groups in whatever interests you, a meetup group in hiking, a meetup group in, um, I don't know, cocktail tasting or whatever. And then you go and you're going to meet these new people. So that's going to get you out of your routine of going home from work, making dinner, Mm -hmm. walking in front of the TV, go to bed, get up and rinse and repeat and do the same thing the next day. So, um, or you can uh, join a hiking club. Uh, You can, but find that activity that's going on in that day. Maybe there's a show coming up and you would like to see it, so go buy tickets for it. Now you have that to look forward to, and that's going to break you out of your routine of, oh, you know, it's Wednesday, I have to do the laundry, can't go anywhere. It's Monday, I have to clean the birdcage, can't go anywhere. Right. Kind of a routine. (laughs) So we all get so set in those routines. And when I lived on a sailboat, I love this as an analogy, right out of college, um, we didn't want to work. And we didn't have to work. We were young. We were invincible. So we went to the Caribbean and rented a sailboat. And we literally went with the wind. We'd get up in the morning and kind of say, okay, where do you want to go today? And then we would plot our course, and sometimes it was a deserted island. Sometimes it was a populated island because we needed groceries. Sometimes we just kind of sold our boat out for the day and ran little cruises with tourists so that we could get money to buy our staples. And so we never knew what the day was going to bring. And so you get up in the morning, and it's like, wow. So I got that instilled in me in my 20s. And one of my first jobs was as a lifeguard sitting across the street, literally from the airport. And I could see the planes coming and going. And I would watch those planes and I was imagining, where are these people going? What kind of adventure are they going to go on? Boy, I would sure like to do that. Which ultimately led me down the road uh, to a career as not only a sailboat bum, but then a tour guide. Mm -hmm. So it was just you know, and if you open your eyes and you pay attention to what's going on around you, maybe that's your next door that's opening. And yeah, you go, wow, you know what? I really enjoy doing that. How are they doing that? How do they get that job? 
Right, exactly. How did they get that job? You know, that's a great point about opening your eyes and just um, Mm -hmm. not only not only recognizing what's around you, but being open to saying yes to it. Oh yeah. (laughs) And you know what? And that's a big one that I even addressed in my um, chapter under excuses and fear. Two key words that I had in there that here's this opportunity, but we can make an excuse. Well, actually, you know, excuse and fear go together because we can make an excuse not to do something because we're afraid to do it. Or one of my points in there, what if I fail or what if I succeed? And Mm -hmm. so what if you do fail? We all do. We all fall down and land on a bum now and then. Well, as little Mm -hmm. babies, we got right back up because we wanted to walk. And what if I succeed? Yeah. What if you succeed? You know, mm-hmm. and you won't know till you try, till you get out there. And so, um, isn't there a song, Follow Me? Or I, I, it makes me think of a song from the 50s or 60s, Follow, Follow Me. And that's kind of what I have people do follow me, um, sometimes step in my footsteps, but sometimes instead of stepping in my footsteps, how about moving off to the side of me? And see if you see something over there to my left or my right that Mm -hmm. instead of following and putting your foot where I put my foot, let me guide you, but also be willing Mm -hmm. to spread your wings and fly. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, the excuse for it is I'm listening to you. It just reminds me of how people, um, you know, the excuse is, well, fear, just like you said, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do that. And it's like, you know what, most people don't know how to do anything until they learn how to do it. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You know, <laughs> right. It's like, you know, a baby doesn't say, well, I don't know how to walk. And I'm sorry, I can't do that. And no, you, you're going to try. <laughs> I will do it. It's, it's the same thing with everything we do in life. It's like, well, I don't know how to be married. I can't do that. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Just get married. Give it a shot. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know how to be a parent. I can't do that. Yes, you can. You're going to learn how to be a parent mm-hmm. when you're a parent. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to write that phrase down. <laughs> that was very good. Because we don't, you know, life, and I don't, have a clue who said that, but what, who is it that said life does not come with an instruction book? And right. we mm-hmm. all learn. We don't know what we're doing. And if you can laugh at your mistakes, there's some days I'm just so darn clumsy and I can't pick anything up. I just sit down and get the giggles. And it's like, right. okay, I've tried to pick up that piece of paper five times and I've dropped it on the floor five times. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's move on. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not working. And exactly. uh, some of my, yeah, in front of my chapter, I put down this giggle. Have you ever, um, I don't even know if they make these anymore, but they used to have the giggle boxes. And you would push the button, and there would be hysterical laughter. And you can't help but laugh at the laughter. And I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I was okay. actually looking online for a giggle box, and I couldn't find any. Well, you but, know, when like, uh, my kids were little, like I, I would have those sessions where we would just sit down and we would laugh. And first, you're, you know, you feel awkward about it. It's like, well, I don't have anything to laugh at. And it's like it doesn't matter. Force it. Start laughing. So we start to giggle, just like what you're saying. And when you start mm-hmm. to giggle, and you start laughing at other people giggling because they look funny. And next thing you know, you're everybody's rolling on the floor, and you're just you're actually laughing. And there's so much therapy in that laughter. I am totally yes. on board with what you're Mhm. Yes. And to be able to laugh at ourselves and realize, you know what, that's not working. Okay, that's not working. I'm going to take the turn here and try something else. Yeah. Yep. That's- Absolutely. And um, what is, I think they have giggle yoga, where all you do for the hour in the yoga class is giggle and laugh. And the more you do it, <laughs> the more it goes. 
to the point where your cheeks hurt because you're laughing so hard to the point where you become, you belly laugh and you laugh until you have tears coming down. And so um, it, it just, it just helps overcome fear. And I've had a lot of things in my life and a lot of experiences with everything that I've tried that, ooh, dang, that's scary. But then you start, you get over the fear, you giggle through it. And uh, when I became a voiceover actress, I didn't know how to do it. But by golly, I found a way to do it. There was no one to teach me, and I had to find someone. And I actually cajoled him to get into this class because it was already sold out. And I said, no, you really want me. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I was there and I was learning how to be a voiceover artist. So, well, that's it's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. So, let me so let me ask you. So, the opportunity came to you prior to you having any experience? Oh, yeah, I had about, no experience in being. I, I was a trained actor, but I thought being a voiceover artist sounded like fun. Uh-huh. And so I had no clue how to do it. <laughs> and I, I Googled some schools, and then I just out of the blue randomly called this guy. And, uh, and then it just kind of so happened, and I can't remember how it happened, but the Geraldo Rivera show got a hold of this and wanted to follow me as I was learning to be a voiceover artist. So I called the guy back, and I said, well, you know, I, you just let me into your class. You haven't met me. Um, we don't know each other at all. Would it be okay if I bring a TV crew? And he just said, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, well, it's never been done. And I said, well, can we do mm. it? <laughs> Next thing we knew, yeah. I showed up, and I kind of wished I hadn't because I knew right away he was putting on airs for the camera because when mm. he was not on the camera, he was a totally different person. And I actually got to giggling at that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, but it was just well, a matter of okay, this is what I want to try. This is my next thing. How do I do it? Mhm. Right. And so, okay. So the lesson there that I'm I'm hearing really again is to say yes, even though you didn't have any experience. Somebody came along, offered you an opportunity, and you're just like okay, and you just took and ran with it. You just learned how to do it. Mhm. Well, Absolutely. Most people will look at that and say, oh, I'm sorry, I've, I've never done that before. Thank you, but no. Yeah. And that's what oh, my gosh, do I hear that all the time? hmm Yeah. And what they're doing is, you know, by saying no, is literally telling the universe, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm that's not who I am, and I'm not open to new things. And literally those opportunities stop coming. Yes. So to to be open, like what you're saying, stop making excuses, don't take yourself so seriously and laugh a little bit, is to say yes and run with it. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and I'm giggling. But it is... Um, you know, and you actually said something, that is not who I am. And, you know, this is where a lot of people, they go into, you know, sessions and so forth, trying to find out who they are. And I'm not the person I was maybe even a month ago, three months ago, because I get bored with myself. And so I just know I'm someone that likes to fly by the seat of my pants. That's who I am. If I had to define something about me, um, mm-hmm. I I have a tendency to um, find a sense of humor in everything. I granted, not that's not for everybody. Everybody is built differently, which is why other we're not all the separate lives. But uh-huh. it, it was an interesting thing that you said that that's not who I am. But would it not be interesting to open an another door or open a window and take? who you think you are, and apply it in your way to this new adventure. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, no, I can't do that, that's not who I am, take who you think you are and apply that, and then it'll work. Because not everybody is me, and not everybody is going to be me. But uh, Right. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking – 
you know, when that person is saying that's not who I am, if, you know, if it were you or me or somebody else, well, who are you? A lot of people would be baffled. I don't know who I am. Like a lump of clay that has not been carved or shaped at all. They just know that that's not me. Well, who are you? I don't know. You got to start carving. <laughs> you got to, you know, and that's that's what you've done by opening that window. You're talking about opening that door. You're saying, okay, I'm going to allow this experience to help shape who I am. I'm going to take make the most of it and polish and start polishing and creating me. That's a good way to phrase that, and I like that you said, "Well, who are you?" Because a lot of people, they are the person I get up and I go to work at nine, I come home at five. And they've identified themselves with that person, but not taking Mm. the time to find out who they really are. And you don't, and yeah, there's people that are shy, people that are scared, people that are happy and content doing what they're doing, but it doesn't necessarily define the who they are. So I like what you said that, you know, we're not a lump of clay and mm. that once it's been hardened in the kiln it, and glazed yeah. over, it can never be changed. And mm. I think mm. in my thought, everybody can be changed. Even the, the crusty person who has lived their life in this tin can their whole life and will never, ever change because I've seen them change. Mm-hmm. Change their right. um, atmosphere change their location. Watch people change on a vacation. They completely become a different person. What do you think motivates them to do that? To what, change? Change. Yeah, to change, you know, to just all of a sudden it's like, oh, my goodness, what have I been doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And I think it all will depend on um, where you went to get away from what it was you were doing. So, the analogy of the vacation, me having taken people on so many vacations and watched them open and change. I took people away from telephones, uh, internet, uh, accessibility to the rest of the world. And when they realized that they are not that cubicle, they, the world mm-hmm. is not going to fall apart if you don't make that phone call. What changes yeah. people is all of a sudden that responsibility falls off their shoulders. They actually can sleep, relax, and start to appreciate wherever it is that they went, even if it was just to go view 63,000 castles in Europe. They're still going to change. Mm-hmm. And you go see mm-hmm. Stonehenge. I defy people not to change when you see Stonehenge to go to Machu Picchu. To go to these right. places where you're cut off from the real world and all access to everything, and you actually become one with where you are, especially at Machu Picchu. Right. That's a beautiful and thing. Then, yeah. And then people come back, and they still have that feeling in them until they go back to their cubicle. So can they act on that feeling before the cubicle takes over again? So. <clears throat> Interesting, while you're saying this, I'm thinking, you know, as a society, we're so much more interested in being out there, out there, you know, and with the internet and everything, it's way out there. We have to be popular out there. But the problem with that is we're never right here. And that's what you're saying. It's like you take all that away and then you make them present wherever they are. That's beautiful. Oh, and I like the way you you pulled that together. And, you know, and unfortunately, this day and age, we are connected to the Internet, and people don't know how to talk to people. They communicate on texting. And um, to watch people when I – well, here's a big one. I was lost in um, the downtown Battery Park area of, of New York City where I get lost always, and I've been here 20 years, but I still get lost down there. I was trying to mm-hmm. ask for direction. I could not find anybody that did not have earbuds stuck in their ears and they couldn't hear me. And I finally mm-hmm. touched someone, and when they turned around, I thought they were going to slug me. 
And all I was doing oh, was wow. asking for directions, but they were so caught up with what was in their ears that, and I was even waving to people and everybody was ignoring me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and when I finally asked to stop someone, you know, they were nice about it, but they immediately went back to the earbuds because it's safe. And that's a big word, safe. To be hidden behind mm-hmm. your phone, your computer, mm-hmm. and your earbuds. You know what so, that is? That's never being alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I when you bring that up, the next question is, do you like yourself? Can you be right. with just yourself? And because um, I love myself, I love my conversations I have with myself, but <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> right. Can you, um, I like that, that you, you're always connected to something and you can't be quiet until you actually get in the bed, pull the covers up. And even then you might not be quiet. You might have a, oh, I don't know, the TV on, the radio on, right. a noise machine right. going. Right. And mm-hmm. my big thing is turn all that off, read a book, get caught up with the characters in the book and yeah. go to bed in about my story. Mhm. You know, I'm reading. So, speaking of that, just real quick, I wanted to mention that um, I'm reading Jim's book, The Rings of Truth, and um, yeah, it's such a lo- it's such a lovely treat. You know, talking yeah. about you know what we're talking about, yeah, being out and connected in the phone and the computer and everything, and to check out like you're saying and just read a book. That's a good one. It, it feels really yeah. good. <laughs> And it's so healthy. I've noticed that if if I um, take the phone away from my room and the computer away from my room and just, uh, I sleep so much better. You know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if on. It's there. But if I take them out, I sleep a lot better. It's like you're alone. It's a, it's a mental yeah. thing. It's definitely psychology, but it's you're so right on that. Um, and it's a shame that we're always having to be distracted by something, by something. Like we're constantly, I don't care what it is, even if you're listening to podcasts all day long, but you've got those earphones in, it's like you're constantly wanting to learn out there, but you're not paying attention to what's right here. You know, maybe you're, you're learning about that, but what are you, yeah, what are you doing? But what are you doing? That's what we have to um yeah, that's and and you know that's kind of the secret I would think uh, to cracking the rich code. It's like those who are always trying to gather more out there instead of taking responsibility for what you're doing right now. Yes, Do you agree? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, and being a part of cracking the rich code to me is such a privilege and an honor. And I was just absolutely thrilled to be asked to be mm-hmm. a part of this. And to and I like what you said, to be able to crack the rich code, you can't just always be out there. You do have to come in and look at where you are and how can you become an entrepreneur, be it full-time, be it part-time as a fun part-time job to do. Um, what is your passion? That's a big one. Um, what is your passion? What drives you? And I'll almost bet. So many people don't know what a passion is, don't know because, well, my passion is to get on Facebook and, you know, scroll that for three hours. My, you know, that's not a passion. That's an obsession. And so do you have a passion to, um, I don't know, make a movie? Do you have a passion to um, be an artist? And you never tried it because I don't know how to be an artist. Well, I don't know. Pick up the paintbrush. Pick up a Bob Ross book. I don't even know if those are still right. out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you even knew right. what I was talking about. But yeah. um, <laughs> do you know your you passion? Know. Did you know? Well, you know, yeah, it's, it's such a, a perfect point that you're making, too, about passion. You know, a lot of people don't understand what their passion is. But let's just say um, – you know, you you love comedy, and you're always watching comedy shows, and you're you're watching comedy shows so much 
that you can now understand style, you know, how each, you know, what uh, these different artists, because they are artists, you know, and what their spin is on, on making people laugh. So that is a passion of yours, but people will, you know, uh, it's easy for someone to sit there and say, well, I really do love comedy. Okay, so here's your barrier. Why aren't you doing it? Get up yeah. there and try to be funny. Right. You've got you to might. break out of <laughs> right. just your interest and be it. Yeah. And yes. now all of a sudden it's like, well, that's scary. I can't be funny. It's easy for me to judge and to study and to you know, laugh and to understand, but I'm not going to get up on stage. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then and that's- you can go down the whole path. Why don't you want to get up on stage? What's holding you back? Yeah. You can go down that right. whole scenario. Why are you not following your passion? What is stopping you? Actually, it's not what. Why are you stopping you? Right. Is the main and thing. And that's what your, your um, point is to your, you know, making excuses. Stop uh-huh. making excuses. Start practicing. You know what? Make a little stage and get up and make your dog laugh. Just do something. <laughs> Put the camera on, right? And do your little bit up there in front of the camera and just watch you. You got to yes. have the courage to step on the other side. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> I well, I totally agree. Pick up your foot and move it. Move it. Right. And and if you, um, you know, number one, don't take yourself so seriously. But number two, if you don't know how to do something, all you have to do is research. It's so easy now to research things mm-hmm. and become an expert. And then yeah. go gather your friends around. And maybe have your friends be your audience if you're going to go try and do a comedy routine. And let them, you know, bounce it off of them. Um, mm-hmm. But become an expert in what your idea is, in whatever your passion right. is. Mm-hmm. Go do your research. Right. Go do your practicing. And, you know, even if you don't want to be a comedy club person, if you want to, I don't know, be whatever, practice being that person. Practice it. True. And then eventually you don't have to think about it. It's, it's you know, you know when I was in theater, you know, we practiced, we rehearsed, and then we didn't have to think about it anymore. It just came out. And exactly. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, if I, I hear too much. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, if you put two. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, if I put too much thought into um, a piece I was doing for a commercial, for a voiceover, it came out hollow. Mm. If I just kind of skimmed the text of what I was supposed to do and got all the words in, but if I just skimmed it with and did it without thinking and did one take and one take only. And wow. so that's it. I'm done. And yeah. then it came out. Natural, naturally. Hmm. And if I had to do it with someone else, um, you know, usually they would pair me with someone who knew what they were doing. And so bam, 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 off each other, done, right. get out of the booth. Huh. And wow. <clears throat> That's impressive. So, yeah. You know, you know sometimes you've got to do it without thinking. Well, true, true. You know, um, Talking about our passion still, I really, I really like that that part of your story. You know, your your chapter, uh-huh. and you know, when we're talking about people trying finding their passion, I find, and maybe you do too, that there are people who have a passion for something. Let's just say, like politics, they have a passion for it. They want to know everything about it, and they will fight tooth and nail against anybody else who doesn't agree with them. But I don't see them running. You see the the difference of getting to the other side (laughs) Mm -hmm. and taking that passion, not making any excuses, don't pull the sword against everybody else who doesn't know as much as you. Why don't you get up and lead? Mm -hmm. That's what you got to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. You put that that much effort into whatever it is 
yeah, that you're excited about. You're, you know, you are so knowledgeable. Get up there and lead us. Don't beat me up with your knowledge because I'm not as knowledgeable. Just do it. Yeah, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Get up yeah. and lead. Get up and lead. Yeah. And and that's you know, and that's where humility comes in. Because it's easy to like you said, to do the research, first of all, to educate yourself on whatever topic that you are passionate in. You can absolutely become the expert. But if you don't put that expertise to use for the greater good, you run the risk of becoming arrogant. And now you're not actually doing anything, but instead um, you're causing dissension with people around you because you are the so-called expert and nobody can say anything. And ultimately that doesn't crack the rich code. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's going to close the rich code. (laughs) Yeah, you know, offending people doesn't do it. I said offending people doesn't do it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, see how many people I can slap down with my knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, I like that though that you you put that in with humility versus arrogance and leading. Mm -hmm. I think those Mm -hmm. three can go together because you can be an expert in your field and yet be very humble, and people are going to follow you to the ends of the earth. Right, but if you become the dictator, my way or the highway, um, or you know these are the facts. Uh, well, that showed just the facts, ma'am. Um, mm-hmm. These are the facts, and that's it. Nobody's going to follow you. Number one, they're going to get bored and fall asleep if you try to talk to them. Have you ever tried mm-hmm. to sit through a lecture with an expert who drones on and on and on? And um, and I'm not thinking college professors. I'm just thinking, you know, you just went to a lecture and they drummed on and on and on and didn't put any humility, um, human interest, um, their own story in there to show that they are like you and I. And, you know, yeah, I know a whole lot, but you know what? There's Follow me. Let, let me show you how to do this in a fun way or in a different way or in a human way or in a way that you can do it. Mm-hmm. So I right, love so the fact that you're like, the arrogance. Thank you. Yeah, it just, um, you know, so many aspects, especially being an entrepreneur, so many aspects about ourself that we really have to understand. Do I have that quality? You know, am I humble? Can I tell the story? You know, if if I'm not considering any of these things, then we land on exactly what you're talking about, which are excuses why you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when people say, well, you know, because I, I can hear you in your, in your story saying, you know, well, why haven't you started the business? You know, why haven't you started that movement? You know, what's going on? And if, uh, if all you have are excuses, it's going to be really difficult to get to the other side. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I want to look to um, you said in your, in your here in your chapter you said be willing to say who you are and what you do with confidence. Confidence is another big one. Yes, another keyword that I didn't have enough uh, space to go on, but yes, absolutely, <laughs> be confident, and mm-hmm. it kind of goes along with being the expert. And you're confident in your knowledge. But, you know, along with confidence uh, kind of goes along the lines of being willing to listen to someone else's thoughts or opinions. It might actually make you even more confident and more of an expert because maybe they did know something mm-hmm. you didn't know, even though you were the mm-hmm. expert. And um, be confident in uh, someone's critique of you. Um, are they just trying to put you down and, and say, well, you can't succeed? Or are they actually saying, you know, great idea, but how about, and you're willing to listen to the how about. That's confidence. That takes a lot of confidence mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, but, you, yeah, you speak with confidence. You walk with confidence. You um, are, uh, what's the word I want to say, um, 
not safe in your own skin. Um, what's the word? Um, something about you know being confident, being in your own skin, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you just step mm-hmm. forward with your head held high. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. confidence can open up a whole other a whole other ball of wax in here. Right. Okay. But, so when you're talking about that confidence, you're saying to express it with some sort of conviction, right? As to you know who you are. Conviction but not arrogance. Yeah, because I'm going to keep going back to your word. Conviction but not arrogance. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. So how would would somebody recognize, do you think, how how would somebody recognize arrogance within yourself? I'm being arrogant right now. It's easy to point the finger, but how do we recognize it in ourselves? No, no, that's good because an arrogant person won't because they're too arrogant that they're arrogant. You actually have to have someone point it out and be willing to accept it and go, whoa, pull back, step back. Maybe that did sound arrogant and or nasty or, you know, whatever. Um, So, no, an arrogant person isn't going to know that. So when you say, you know, and we keep going back to, you know, who are you? Go back, listen to your excuses. What are your excuses? Do you hear yourself say that excuse? That, you know, I have to go dust tonight. I can't go out. Um, Did you hear yourself say that? Count how many times a day you come up with an excuse not to do something. And um, so that, you know, that's a level of someone that I would like people to strive for. Um, but heaven forbid if I were to become arrogant and my friends didn't tell me or the people mm-hmm. I'm talking to didn't tell me and that I'm not big enough to be able to accept that and go, oh, step back, regroup, rephrase. So I like mm-hmm. that you ask that because that's something that people aren't going to ask themselves or even know that they're doing it. So, you know, so, there's, that's, that's an excellent point. You're right. Um, but there, I, I believe there are levels with that in our human behavior. So when you're saying an arrogant person doesn't see how they're being arrogant, it takes somebody to point it out. Well, the person who had, who is going to point it out, um, typically there is some sort of um, imposition or entitlement there to feel that they are able to say, Hey, this is how you're acting right now. Uh, I think for other people, who witness the arrogance, uh, who are hmm, privy to it, but don't feel that it's their place to point it out, will tolerate it, instead act in honor, still be respectful. This is why it's so important to have uh, self-awareness, because you don't know who you're dealing with. Some people will tell you, some people won't tell you. Who, who am I? Oh my God. Am I the person that said... That is so, oh my gosh, you really hit a great point there. A great point because people are afraid to tell you when they don't feel that they, it's their place to tell you um, and they'll just dismiss it. But what about the person Mm -hmm. who did tell you? What's inside of them that they felt they could tell you? I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. You know, and and it all comes back to self-awareness, like who who am I and and how are people receiving me? You've got to be very receptive to the responses you're getting from people. If they're not saying anything, you better be aware of their facial expressions and their body language. That's going to tell us a lot about ourselves. Are we pushing people away, which is love, or are we attracting them? That's going to be the difference in your success. You know, and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, you another point. I could go on for an hour with body language. Yes. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. But when you hit on that one, here's another thing too: is most people um, can't recognize a body language when mm-hmm. someone's arms are crossed where they've got the right foot in front kind of at an angle, where the eyes are rolling, or they've got rapt attention on you. What is their body language saying that defies what came out of their mouth? 
Mm-hmm. That, right. That's a huge, huge one. Can we recognize that the person is subtly telling us something? Right. Or that we don't want to be around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if we don't have that self awareness to how other people are responding to us, how the heck are we going to get anywhere? This is the, this is the oh. real adventure. <laughs> you know, and then you talk about adventures. Adventure. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Such a Say it again. Adventure. I would like to um, throw out a challenge to anyone listening to this to go out today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, and look. And actually observe people around them and see if you can figure out what's going on with that person or what kind of body language are they sending out. Not typically with something you said or did. Just observe people in general or watch two people having a conversation um, if they're talking. And or mm-hmm. if you go to a restaurant, observe the tables around you. Is everybody sitting on their cell phone and not talking to anybody? Or um, is that person are they interested with each other? Are they one's kind of looking out the window while the other one's talking to them? Or you know, it's re- I challenge anybody to go take a look and, and really see. Right, and that's how we learn a lot too by watching each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I resonate with that. I you know I had um, taken my daughter to see her dorm room, and all the parents are there, and there was a couple with uh, their son, and I'm watching this couple. Now they both seem nice enough individually; they seem nice enough, but I'm watching them, and I could just tell. Okay, so you guys like sleep in separate bedrooms or what? <laughs> because their body language is saying everything. <laughs> There's yeah. Yeah, she was she was in control. He was like, well, whatever, and she was walking like ten paces ahead of him, and there was really no love there, you know, no love. And that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You picked that up. So, um, yeah. And how many things have we missed by not watching people? That's one of my favorite things. Is you go sit in the park and you watch all the people around you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's also kind of fun to come up with a story. You could be totally off base, but. You know, you came up with the story off of what they were supposedly telling you. Um, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other piece yeah. of my chapter. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everything that we talked about really does hit on cracking a rich code. And mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm so thrilled to be a part of this series, Cracking the Rich Code. And mm-hmm. all the ideas and the thoughts coming out of all the authors and right. the interviews and and, you know, we put all this together, and it's like, oh, my gosh, why did I not see that before? And mm-hmm. that each one of us can contribute to cracking a rich code. Mm-hmm. And right. people can look at the book and go, oh, wow, that is so interesting. I never thought about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And maybe take one well, chapter at a time. Yeah, that's absolutely. And you know what it does is it makes this book makes all of us entrepreneurs, everybody who's in this book, more accessible. You know, we have contacts in there. And if you resonate with their story and, you know, you can feel their vibration through their words, you know, what kind of person they are. It's like you literally become part of us. You you can reach out and touch someone and say, wow, you know, I read your story in the book and I really love that and, and start a conversation. And then that's how you start to um, change your environment. You know, who do you want mm-hmm. to be like? Where do you want to spend your world, you know, creating the things you want to create? You have to align. And what a beautiful place in this series to find the people that you align with. Otherwise, you know, yeah. we're just kind of scattered like pieces of a puzzle. Right. It's brilliant. Absolutely. It's really, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. So I, I really appreciate, you know, Jim doing this. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, we're putting the pieces of jigsaw puzzles together for ourselves mm-hmm. and for anybody reading mm-hmm. the book or listening to um, your interviews. And yeah. something is going to resonate. 
somewhere with someone, and that could be the missing piece of the puzzle or the beginning of putting the whole puzzle together for them. Right. Yeah, and, you know, with that being said, uh, to all the listeners out there, if there's an author that you would like to connect with uh, directly, I mean, I invite you, first of all, to get the book. And there's going to be many in the series. There's going to be so many people to connect with. Um, but get the book, become part of the series. Reach out to me. I'm at Marilee at BritVentures.com. And if, it, if I can connect you to one of the authors, I will most definitely do that. You just have to let me know what you want to do. Everybody here is so friendly, so open. And one of the um, threads that, that um, flows through all of us is the fact that because we've been through whatever story that we put in there, you you kind of do become more of a humble people person going, hey, I've been there. I totally understand. It's People become friendlier, more receptive, and not um, um, hard to get through. You know, we're, we're, I find that people who are still struggling to find themselves, that's where you find the arrogance and the walls and the insecurity. And when you, you get to people who have shaped their piece of clay and there's confidence there, it's like you want to be enjoyed. You know who you are. Come and enjoy me. I've worked on it. And that's what all of, all of us, because I'm, I'm included, I'm in that book too, with you. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful creation that we're all a part of. And I'm so honored to be a part of it. And I'm glad that you're here with me today, Missy. (laughs) I'm just thrilled to be here with you and part of the book with you. And I I just love the way you just phrased all that. You just pulled that all together so beautifully. Oh, thank you. And we are all accessible. Yes. Accessible and um, willing to help. It's like, where are you at? What are you doing? You know, let at least let my my trail help you a little bit. You don't have to follow me exactly, but if I can be of service, let me know. You know, sometimes what shapes our life the most is when somebody says one thing to you, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? And it wakes you up, and it sticks with you, and it gives you direction. Do you have anything like that that somebody has said to you? They're just like, wow, that stuck. That stuck to me. I've had a lot of somebodies, and, um, <laughs> but a few of them, somebodies really, they just, they've never left my head. Some I'm still in touch with. And sometimes it's someone you just met on a fleeting little in and out. But like you said, yes. they said that one thing, and I may never see them again or talk to them again, but what they said resonated. And it helped push me forward, gave me what yeah. I needed, like you said, to put that foot forward, take that next step to the other side. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all, everyone has had someone in their life who has, even oh, if yeah. it's one person, if it's hundred people, but someone has, has helped them, yes. Right. Because we're all messengers. and And to remember that, in that, there's going to be the naysayers, but we've got to scrap that. And, you know, whoever the angel is in your life that has said something empowering to you, something that made you feel good, feel loved, hold on to that piece. Because every they're like flowers. And every time you put that piece together, your bouquet is growing, growing. You're finding out who you are. Missy, I really appreciate you being here. We have probably like, oh, I don't know, two minutes left. And um, how can we get a hold of you? Um, probably the quickest and easiest way is my name, Missy Groney, M-I-S-S-Y-G-R-O-H-N-E, at gmail.com. Um, I also have a website, radiantadventures.com, which is also easy to get a hold of me. And um, But those are probably the two easiest. And I also am on Instagram at um, Melissa. Groney, and of course, mm-hmm. Facebook under Missy's Adventures. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. And, of course, to read your chapter in the book, if you would like to get a signed copy from Missy, e- uh, just email me at BritVentures, at uh, Marilee at BritVentures.com, and I will make sure to get a hold of Missy and get you one, because that would be awesome. <laughs> well, and great. everybody, Right? Wouldn't that be nice to have a signed copy? And, uh, yes, and everybody, thank you so much for listening, for joining us. I hope you you join me every week because all these authors are so wonderful and so kind to join me, and there's so much wonderful information. Uh, you Again, you can get the book on Amazon.com. You can download it there, or, like I said, you can get a signed copy, which would be really beautiful. Missy, thanks again uh, to everybody out there. Have a beautiful and wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, Marilee. You're welcome. Bye-bye, dear. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.